When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, caught me out. Do you know, I'm, I'm not going to bother doing the intro because it's caught me out. Oh, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the Same Old Arsenal podcast episode. I don't know, I've forgotten how many we've done now. Um, YouTube says we've done 236 videos. We've done more than that, though. Um, plenty more than that. Uh, hope you're all very well. Sorry about the echo. There's echo coming from someone. I'm really annoyed about it because no one that seems to know where it's coming from. It's doing my head in, but we'll carry on anyway. Uh, good evening to you all in the chat box. I hope you're all well. Good evening to you all if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify and all that business. Good evening to all the members. Hello. How are you? Hope you're all safe. Hope you're all well. Another disappointing result uh, at the weekend. Uh, obviously, the 1-0 loss against Manchester City. We're here to talk about it. Dan, how are you, mate? Very well, thank you, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all good, and uh, I've got a week off work, mate. So oh, nice. I'm really happy. Um, I'm not doing much. <laughs> if I'm ah, honest with you, now we found yeah. out where it's coming from. It's coming from that because every time you touch it, I can hear it. I can hear it. That's where it's coming from. All oh, right, is it? Yeah, Lee's deal. Yeah, I can hear, <laughs> I can hear an echo it's now. Got nothing to do with me. I'm taking. I can hear it. an echo now. I can yeah. hear it now. Uh, but I'm good, mate. Um, Don't touch it. Week. Talk into oh, it. I'm Don't touch much. it. Just talk into it. Don't touch it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if anyone wants to laugh, just ask Lee Judges to come on a podcast <laughs> with a load of technology. That's all you need to do. You'll be, you'll be you're in fits of laughter. <laughs> Look, it's I'm gone good, now. Mate. Look, he's muted it and it's, oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's all right now. Unmute yourself. Right. Don't touch the microphone. Just talk yeah. into it. Okay. <laughs> Dan, how are you, sir? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. I am good, and it's always a laugh coming on here. It's good therapy, but I'm looking forward to chatting to you boys as always tonight, man. Good. Harry, how are you? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. Not bad. Full of laughs at the beginning of tonight's show. <laughs> been I, think, I, think, I think what we'll do is we'll start, um, we'll have to start going live and just showing everyone what it is we're actually up to <laughs> while, while we're waiting. Because it, it, no one believes, no one would believe me if I told them what it is we, we actually do. But judges, my right hand man. Hello, 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 yeah. hello, 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 yeah. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all good, I'm all good, I'm all good. Thank you very much, yeah. I've got well, over yesterday's defeat. Are you over it, yeah? Yeah, I'll, I'll get over them quite easy. I'm getting used to them 11 times, so I'm getting used to it now. Like, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we'll start with you, Lee. We, we won't go into that. We won't go into that. We, we we won't. Let's um look, we'll go we'll go we'll start with you, mate. One uh, 0 Obviously you lost to Manchester City. They haven't lost in seventeen games. People losing yesterday, losing 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 their heads yesterday. But it, it, it's just it was the weirdest reaction to a to a defeat I've seen. And then when I when I what I mean by that is the uproar to losing to the champions elect the uproar to losing to a team who haven't lost in 17, the uproar losing to what I would class, what I, what I would say one of the best footballing teams I've seen um, ever at the moment. Um, I've seen and so, 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 Someone just said here, Craig, it was the manner in how we lost. Yeah. The manner, in how, the manner in how we lost. I'll tell you uh, explain, explain, please. Explain. I'll explain, right? You know, yeah. I mean, Barcelona, best team in the world, best team in Europe, come to us a few years ago, like, and we, we went toe-to-toe and beat them 2-1, probably one of the best games of football I've ever seen. We give it a go and beat them. All right, we went out in, in over two legs, but we give it a go. What I see yesterday was a team that, that, that had no interest about winning a game of football, just defending like you know, looking at trying to keep the score down as much as possible, and I'm saying this, and what, what, I, I, you know, fair enough, it's happened and whatever. But I'll tell you that now, <clears throat> if I was paying a hundred pounds for that to go to the Emirates and watch that type of football and what I see yesterday, I wouldn't be happy about it. I'm not going to lie, you know, it's a team that was not going for it whatsoever until the 85th minute. It's not like we're we're challenging for the title where oh, we don't want to lose and it can get a, a, a like you know when we was in the days with Man United oh well, if we can't win it let's make sure we're not losing it uh, we're we're tenth in the league we're mid table team and what <clears throat> what what um, has got me about it is that I as a fan do not know how 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 we've improved or how close we are to Manchester City but not one iota do I know I've got a clue after that game. And I think, like, when you're 10th in the league, you know what I mean? Like, if we'd have gone for it and lost in there, you could look at it and go, well, we need this and we need that and we need that. I haven't got a clue. And I don't care. We moved to the Emirates, giving up Ivory to have two holding midfield players to defend the team against Manchester City, which is by far, it's not even their best Manchester City side. It's a good Manchester City side, don't get me wrong. It's not the best Manchester City side that I've seen. And um, we never, ever looked like we wanted to, was not interested in winning the game. And it seemed to me, when he made the substitution at 85 minutes, it was like, well, if we lose 2-0, it's still respectable. I'm sorry, I, I, I want to see Arsenal Football Club. I don't mind going with that system away from home. Not a problem with it. But we're at home at the Emirates. Let's give it a go. 
when you're asking your fans to be paying the biggest season ticket prices of all the leagues, that shouldn't be done. And that's why I was saying yesterday that I feel that he's very, very fortunate that he hasn't got home fan, hasn't got no fans there because I'm telling you that now the fans will not <clears throat> up with that performance. Six games now, lads. Six home games without a goal at the Emirates. You know, something's not right. And I, I we, we say, like, you know, the improvement. Where's the improvement? I'm not seeing improvement. Someone said to me, oh, well, he's got rid of all the rubbish players and all that, like, all the troublemakers. We're still losing games of football. I can't... I, we, we play well one game. And you think, right, this is it, great. Then we play crap the next. We win one. We lose one. And... You know, I'm going to the Emirates now, and I'll I, I say this now. I never went to Highbury thinking that we would had no chance of winning a game of football against whoever. I always felt, even Liverpool in their prime in the 70s and 80s were a fantastic football team. Let's have it right. I always felt that we could beat them or get something against them. You know what I mean? Like, but since I've gone to the Emirates, there's been five or six times now I've gone to the Emirates thinking we've got no chance of winning a game of football. That ain't right. It's not right. And, and the accept, expectation or acceptance of, oh, that's all right, we only lost 1-0, is, is, is beyond me. And, and, and I will say this, it was a free hit for us yesterday because we, if, if, if we'd have lost by a big, you say, oh, we're, we're concentrating on Thursday. We, you know, as soon as we lost that game, it don't matter, Thursday's the big one. So go out there and, and, and give it a go. That's my only thing about it, you know what I mean? It was always... Probably going to lose the game, but I'll tell you what, after 10 minutes, I knew we was never going to win that game of football. Never going to win. I'm not saying that, I'm, I'm not saying that, um, oh, we only lost 1 0. I never want to lose a game of football. Never. It you seems know. like you're happy to have lost 1 0, Craig. No, I'm, not at all. Uh, not at all. No, 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 no. You've, you've taken me up wrong. You've taken me up wrong. What I'm trying to say is, and I'll bring Dan in on it, what I'm trying to say is, right, if we'd have lost 1 0 to. Leeds. If we'd have lost 1-0 to Leeds, the uproar wouldn't have been as much as it would have been yesterday, Dan. I, I just find it strange. There's massive uproar about losing to the champions-elect, about losing to a team that haven't lost in 17. And about... I, I'm, I, I haven't, you know, I'm not saying... Don't get for one reason and people in the chat are saying oh I'm happy this then this that and the other I'm not happy that we lost I'm never happy when Arsenal lose a football match whether we lose 1-0 2-0 never happy Ray from Manchester City TV I was talking to Ray from Manchester City TV today are you happy with the result no you can see the tweet of course I'm not happy we lost but what I don't get is the uproar to this particular result <clears throat> And do you know what, Craig? You do have a point, and I can see why. But I also understand, Lee, um, I think maybe a month ago, maybe even two months ago, I completely lost my head with, with Arsenal Football Club. And I'm seeing a bit of a delayed response now. Everyone's catching up. I think I was on my own on this podcast, certainly, and probably on most of social media by saying that I wasn't happy with how things were. I was asking so many questions. So I didn't lose my head yesterday, personally. I thought we were going to lose the game 2-0. We lost 1-0. But I thought we might have actually give a bit more of a damn on the pitch. Um, it was a friendly for both sides. Man City didn't turn up either, by the way. Um, and uh, and we certainly didn't either. And 
I look at De Bruyne, who was rusty. I look at the team that he selected. They went a little bit easy on us, I felt. And it was a bit like Pep had sort of at half-time said, listen, I know we could win this four or five, but Mikel was under a bit of stress and I don't think we should. Let's just keep it a bit bit chilled. Come on, man. Come on. He's not done that, man. Come on. I don't know. Listen, he might not have. But that's what it looked like to me. You can have your say in a minute. Yeah, Harry, why don't you turn real, yeah? Bang out of me. <laughs> he's had a beer, look. He's had a beer. He's getting you a bit of He's on the Rona. He's on, <laughs> he's on the Corona. He's on the Corona. He's on the Corona. That's what it looked like to me because Man City didn't get out of second gear, did they? Let's be honest. I didn't look at them and think this could be eight or nine here. They're on absolute fire. But perhaps Harry did. Um, and I didn't. I didn't think that at all. And it looked to me as if, as if Pepper just sort of said, don't worry about it. You know, this game is, is ours um, because they don't look like scoring. And we didn't at all. Let's be honest. Um, I was a little bit, uh, I was okay with the team because Thursday is more important. I've written, I've written off basically um, this, this season in terms of the league. I've written it off before this game. We're not going to get top four, but everyone keeps telling me we can. Um, I personally don't think we're playing well enough to get into the top six but everyone else thinks we can. But I'd rather concentrate on Thursday. So I would say... One second, Dan. One second, Dan. Did you just not hear me say that I'm not happy with losing? Did you just not hear me say that? (laughs) Or are you late to the party? (laughs) I am not happy when Arsenal lose. Thank you. Carry on, Dan. Sorry about that, mate. No, fair one, fair one, Craig. Um, So I think when I looked at it, I thought that Thursday is more important and I still stand by it. And Mikel Arteta is so, so lucky that the fans aren't in this stadium right now, like Lee says. Because on Thursday, if we do not get through this game, I don't care what anyone says, he deserves to be sacked. And I don't know how anyone can say that he doesn't deserve to be sacked with an absolutely abysmal season. So when I look at the start against Villa, I think, oh dear, the game plan's completely gone. And then we do exactly the same thing yesterday and the game plan's gone again. And it's like, if there was a game plan even. And it's the same players every time that switch off. What was Rob Holden and Bellerin doing again? What is happening there? I was a bit confused about the uh, team selection in terms of positioning because I couldn't for the life of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, couldn't for the life of me understand why Saka and Pepe were the other way around. I think as soon as you put Pepe and Bellerin on that right hand side, it's extremely weak. And Holding and Bellerin anyway are a nightmare together. And they've proven that for many, many games this season. So I don't quite understand where the losing our heads is coming from because I expected to lose the game. But my only kind of uh, answer to it, Craig, is it's the way that we went about this game. Mm. And it was the fact that we didn't even try. And we yeah, were kind of just, it I looked like that. we just accepted it, didn't it? It looked like we yeah. just rolled over and that was it. Um, I have to bring up one other player. I don't understand what's going on with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. But he did not look interested again yesterday. And it's such a shame because against Leeds, I saw a different Aubameyang. And I thought to myself, this looks like the older Bamiyang in terms of his scoring ability. But actually, mentally, he looked really good as well. And he looked quite happy. He was enjoying his football. And I really wanted him to carry that over into Thursday night. And he fluffed his lines again. And then we see the older Bamiyang last night, who doesn't really seem interested, not really too bothered by it. And I have a lot of question marks over, over what we're doing with, with him at the moment. Because one game's good, one game's bad. A little bit like Arsenal Football Club. Um, and the only other thing that was, again, a negative, people keep telling me this manager rates Martinelli. 
I beg to differ, and I've been saying it for weeks. What mm. is going on with him? Maybe he's wrestling him for the, to play 90 minutes on Thursday, but you can't tell me he's protecting him, but he's allowing Saka to burn out again for a full night. I, I just don't get this manager at all. Yeah. So oh, that's absolutely. There's things, there's things that he's doing, Dan, and I, I agree with you. This, I mean, like you know, everyone knows I've, I've been a supporter of him. He's making, he's making it very difficult for me to keep supporting him. Um, no, but so, you've got no trousers on. No. <laughs> of uh, I'm into nature now. Oh, right. I'm, in, I'm, I'm swinging we're, low. We're, we're not. Just saying. I'm, I'm swinging low. Uh, it's nice to get some air around the old uh, ghoulies, you know. Um, yeah. So he's making, um, you, you know, he's making weird decisions. I mean, the Saka and Pepe got me yesterday. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's what's he doing? Um, the Martinelli one is the same. Why? Why not put throw Martinelli on yesterday? Why are you making substitutions in the 85th minute? You know, substitution should have been made in the 60th, 65th, you know, to get to try and get us back in the game. No substitutions were being made. Things like that, people think I don't see, but of course I see it. Of course it affects me. Of course I, I, I see it, but I just don't know, you know, I don't know where we go from here. I just don't know where we go from here. But Harry, uh, talk to me. Tell me why, you know, tell me why he made these 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 decisions uh, yesterday. Well, first of all, I want to apologise for interrupting Dan. But, <laughs> but, but. Apology accepted. How, how, how can you suggest that the most, probably he's going to end up being the most successful manager probably of our lifetime. Pep Guardiola has gone into his team at halftime and told him to, take their foot off the gas because his old mate Mikel Arteta is on the ropes. Come on, man. I mean... It was a suggestion, Harry. It was a suggestion. Might not have happened. That, for me, that's that's a wild suggestion. Whether it's a suggestion or whatever it is, that's wild. What do you think about Champions League Wednesday? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's more like it. Um, Talking about the team selection, right? Two of you, two (laughs) of you here, have laughed at me and Craig when we said that we should still be trying to get into Europe via the league, right? But now you're questioning why there were changes made and he prioritized the Europa no, I didn't. League. Hold on, hold on. We're, we're, talking about, we're talking about the team selection, right? There's people questioning the team selection. We're talking about... The, we're talking about... Right, well, let me get, let me get to the point. We're Let him speak, about, dirty grandpa. <laughs> we're talking about how he's set up in midfield is, is what a lot of people have taken issue with, right? Xhaka and Elneny. Now, Danny Ceballos struggled to complete training between the game against Benfica and the game uh, against Manchester City. And um, <laughs> he's putting me off. Um, yeah, he, he struggled to complete training, right? So now you bring him into the side... To, in a game like yesterday and you risk him getting injured and you risk him going into Benfica, which is now the most important game of our season with an unfit Danny Ceballos and you have to play Mohamed Elneny again. So for me, he with Thomas Partey out, he didn't have a choice but to leave Ceballos out and play Elneny, right? So I don't have an oh, issue with that. Uh, uh, okay. well, about that. He could have played Willian. Can you imagine the meltdown if he played Willian? Then you've got to look at you got to look at the um, the Saka thing, which I disagree with, by the way. I think the Saka thing was absolutely nuts, right? I would not have played Saka on the left-hand side. I think Saka's been at his best this season when he's played on the right. But what he's done is he's overthought the game. 
And this is what, what Mikel Arteta has done time and time again as Arsenal manager. And this is where I will criticise him. He's gone into games and he's not been brave enough to go out there and, and put his team out and try and play his way. He's overthought about Manchester City. He's overthought about the way they play. He's taken into consideration that Cancelo, their right back, when Man City are on the ball, he cuts inside and comes and joins the midfield. And that becomes an extra body in the midfield. And what he's gone and done, Mikel, is he's gone, well, let me put Saka on Cancelo because Saka will mark Cancelo and we could potentially stop them doing something that they do very frequently and they cause people problems with. So again, he's over it, right? And and there's, there's comments in the in the chat, you know, saying because he's a coward and, and maybe to a degree he's, he's let us down by being so pragmatic in certain games. But yesterday was not the issue, right? The reason we're in the position we're in is because we've lost at home to Villa. We've lost at home to Burnley. We lost at home to Leicester. It's not because we got beaten narrowly by the champions twice, um, home and away. We were competitive. You know, we'd have all sat here under Arsene Wenger if we had gone into that game and got beaten 3-4-0. And we'd have all gone absolutely stark raving mad about why we were so open. We were in the game for the entirety of the game. One defensive lap at, lapse at the beginning has let us down, but I think what you've got to what you've got to consider is we're playing against the best team in Europe at the moment. They are the best team in Europe by a mile on form. Bayern Munich lost at the weekend. Manchester City have won eighteen games on the spin. We don't have a right to even compete with this side yet. We we kept the score to one nil. So it's not accepting the defeat. It's not being happy yeah, with the defeat. What's that? West Brom. When did they draw with West Brom? A little while ago, 1-1, one, one, wasn't it? They're, yeah, on it was an, they're on an incredible run. Where's I'll bring it up in a sec. I'll check it out. Man City yeah. are on an unreasonable, unreal run uh, of consecutive wins. Right? So, you got to take that into consideration. The level of the opponent. And people saying in the chat, you know, making apologies for Arteta. No, it's not making apologies for Arteta. If you thought that Arsenal were going to go out on that pitch and blow Manchester City away, having made five changes to our strongest 11 available because of the fact we've got that game against Benfica, then I'm sorry, but that's delusion. That is delusion of the highest order. Then you don't know what you're watching if you watch that. If you've watched this Arsenal team all season, you've watched Manchester City and you think we're on the same level. We are nowhere near on the same level. In terms of the number of shots we had, I agree, we weren't good enough in the final third, but that's been a problem for weeks and weeks and weeks and months. It's been a problem throughout the entire campaign. So why the uprising about it yesterday, that, that's what I don't get. Yeah, as that's Craig what says, I was trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And as Craig says, I'm not happy with a defeat. Of course I'm not. But the reason we are where we are is not because we've been beaten by Manchester City twice. Manchester City have smashed everybody of late. They battered Liverpool on their own patch. They beat... Um, who was the other one they beat recently? Was it Ever uh, Everton? They battered, who are having a really good season. There's a, they've had loads of great results. Aston Villa, who beat us, they battered them as well. So let's not go overboard based on this game. I appreciate that there are things that Mikel Arteta does that people don't agree with. And, and, and there are some that I don't agree with as well. But come on, let's um, let's put a bit of context into this game. It was Arsenal, a, a weak Arsenal side who had rotated because of the game coming up on Thursday, which if we lose, by the way, everybody will go apeshit. So he rotated for that game. 
We've we've not performed on the day, but it's a respectable result against the champions elect and and the best team in Europe right now. So let's put a bit of context and calm down a bit. Mm. I agree with you. I, I do agree. I just want to bring this in. Uh, this this one comes in from uh, Mister Unique. Uh, yeah, massive donation there, mate. Thank you very much. If that's a mistake, DM me on Twitter, and I will gladly um, ret- I will gladly return that to you. Um, but if that's real. Mate, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Manchester City didn't get out of first gear. We had no shots on target. He switched Pepe and Saka on the wings. Arteta threw in Mary and Tierney into the deep end after weeks of injury. I agree with that. Um, Arteta makes silly decisions. It's baffling, gentlemen. Do you know what? They really, I think, Lee, I'll bring you back on this one. Mm -hmm. I really think Guardiola targeted Tierney yesterday, didn't he? He knew that that man wasn't fully fit. I mean, we can all sit here and hang out Bellerin and hold him for that goal. But I thought Tierney's defending for that particular on, on Mares was atrocious. Yeah, first five, ten minutes he was. Like that, you know, but that was the whole back four was 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 all all at sea in the first ten, fifteen minutes. And the reason probably that was is because three of them haven't played for it. The last few games and whatever you know, you've, you've asked Tierney. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, Mares had Tierney on toast every time. Yeah, he didn't in the second half. He didn't after 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 twenty minutes of the first half. He got to grips with it. And the, the fact is, you know, what I mean, like probably got second wind or whatever. I don't know, but you know, Mares can 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 do that to a lot of players. But I, what what winds me up about that situation was that you know after the first ten minutes. You know, uh, of the, the embarrassment of that goal, I thought Holding done really well after that. He played really, really well. Bellerin done okay after that. Tierney done all right. But when it really mattered in that first 10 minutes, they weren't up for it. Mentally, weren't up for, for it. Whether you think they come out on the blocks quicker or whatever, like, you know, I, I'm 100% sure. But from, from my point of view, you have to look at it and say, like, um, I, 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 they wasn't physically and mentally up for the calls in the first 10 minutes. After that, I thought they defended really, really well. So you have to ask, well, what, what, what was the preparation like in the first 10 minutes? Hmm. Yes, he targeted him, but after 10, 15 minutes, they got to grips with it. You know, and, and, and look at Holding and, and, and Bellerin for that first goal, boys. It's embarrassing. You can't actually defend him like that. It doesn't matter what. You cannot blame Mikel Arteta for that. But what I will blame Mikel Arteta for is that it's these mistakes keep happening from these players. It's not the first time we've criticised Bellerin for his poor defending, but he still plays week in, week out. It's not the first time we've criticised Holding, but he's still playing week in, week out. The fact of the matter is now, I think that that yesterday proved that. Um, He's got his preferred partnership is going to be Gabriel and Louise. That's why they didn't play yesterday, and I agree with that. Uh, what also it highlights is that I thought Mari done exceptionally well yesterday, considering he's been out uh, while they've tried to save the million pound price tag. He's, he's done really well. Like that. <laughs> so, you know, they've, they've managed to save the money, and he's had to wait his time. You know what I mean? But what we, what it does show is that we're very very strong on the left hand side of the defence with Gabriel and Mari. The right side's weak. So that needs yeah. improvement. And then, you you, you know, as I said there, Pepe has played really, really this is what, I, what baffles me about, about Arteta. Pe, Pepe has played £72 million worth of talent. Whether you like it or not, that's how much Arsenal invested in him. Right? He's played really, really well on the left. He's had one bad game out of four, gets dropped, and then he brings him back and plays him in the right yeah. side of, of the wall. I agree. Well, he's been crap all season. He's been crap. 
He's played three decent games on the left. And then you look at Saka, who's been play, who can play anywhere, by the way. If you, if you tell him to play and go, I, I reckon he'll do a job. You know what I mean? He's that good, the kid. Right? He can play anywhere. So why change over? So I look at it and I think, do you know what I think you're doing? I think you're, you you know, I mean, you might think I'm silly, but I think he's trying to, to, to mess Pepe out all the time. Because when he's played well, oh, I don't want him to play too well because I'm going to have to play him. So I, I, I'll mess him up. I'll put him along with the old Bellerin and see what happens from there. It'd be interesting to see what's going to happen. I, I totally agree that, with what Harry said, you know what I mean? We've made changes to, to uh, for the lineup. I've got no problem with that. But what I, what I was disappointed with was we, we never really went at the game. We never really laid a glove on a team, whether they're the best team in the league or not, at home at the Emirates. And that's me. I don't care what, what, you know, when you've got fans, luckily not paying this sort of money, we're paying a lot of money, I think deserve better than that. that that's my argument, right? But I look at Pep, I look at um, what uh, Mikel Arteta is doing. You know, he puts Odegaard in, in, in a creative midfield role, right? And we still don't create. There's still no creativity in the team, right? You know what I mean? Because you've got two, four, two holding midfield players and one of them, I'm sorry, can't pass between the lines. So every time Odegaard gets into good positions, Pepe dropping off, right? They don't. They have not got the defenders or the midfield players that can play between the lines. You have a look at Man City. As soon as they drop off, the ball's put in there because they've got players that can play through the lines. And we haven't got that in our in our game. We've not got players that have got the confidence of it all. And, and you know, the, the set-up and whatever, some of the decisions that Mikel Arteta is making are horrendous. And, right, and, and why I'm saying that, that is it because you can look, defend him a little bit. He's inexperienced. And I get that. You know what I mean? But when is... When is when has he made a change that takes us from losing position to winning position? Now, now I, 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 he doesn't win games of football for us with his tactical now at the moment. He did last season in the cup games. For some unknown reason, he's not. I think the squad that he's got, at the, the, the backroom staff, for me, needs to be changed. He needs to get in better people than what he's got because if, if they're, they're agreeing with what he's doing, he's, he's sacrilege as far as I'm concerned. Right? But I watched, I watched Liverpool against Everton Everton won that game because of Ancelotti and his experience of what how to set up the team and the changes he made were fantastic at the time and all that. When are we 1-0 down with 15, 20 minutes to go, oh, bring on to cut the players and turn it around and win a game 3-1. Mm-hmm. Now, Emery got slagged off left, right and centre. He'd done that on a few occasions, but Arteta's not doing that. And, and me and, me and uh, Dan have spoken about this. Why is everybody keen to give this man a free reign and say, oh, that's all right. He keeps messing up all the time. That's all no right. No one can answer it, mate. No one can answer it. When, when well, no, well, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's, 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 let's rewind to the start of the season when we all sat here and said that he gets a year. We all said that. You said it. Dan said it. I said it. Harry said it. Mark said it. Graham said it. I'm not saying so. And here we are now. No, hang on a second. And here we are. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. And here we are now. And here you are now asking asking the question, why are we all giving him a free reign when right. when we all said that Two he gets a year? Two criticism. What? So you so you're not going to criticise him? Whatever he does. Of course I have. will. Of course I will. That's what and I'm I have. I just have half an hour ago. What I'm saying is, we all sat here. We all sat here a year ago. I I said last week that we all said we were quite underwhelmed with his appointment. As I was very underwhelmed with his appointment, but we all sat here and we said 
it was going to be a rebuild and that he needed backing and that he was going to need time and that we were going to give him a year. So here we are now, the year's not up and we want him to go. So... Uh, well, 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 have you, uh, you know, I mean, you're putting words into my mouth. No, 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 you just said that. Why, 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 why does everyone want to give him a free reign? I think, yeah, from criticism. Why are you not allowed? Why, why, why Emery, when he made this, I'll tell you something about Emery, right? I, you, know, I, you know my criticism of him. When he made changes and won games, people would turn around and go, ah, well, if he'd have made the right decision in the first place, he wouldn't have had to make the substitution. Mikel Arteta doesn't get none of that. When are we going? I'm asking a question. It's not about sacking him or whatever. I'm asking the question when are we going to be 1 0 down and losing the game? And is this manager going to turn around and go, right, you, 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 bang on, change your game? Because it's not happening. Has he got the players to do that? Well, uh, come on. Has he? So he's got better players than West Ham and David Moyes, hasn't he? No, 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 Has he got the players on the bench to turn a game around? Well, he had Smith Rowe on there yesterday. Right. Lacazette, right? Willian, Martinelli, okay. right? You know what I mean? like, okay, look, oh, okay, no, that's fine. Five options there, right? Yeah, five also, options. They're a lot better than West Ham's options, and a lot better than Leicester's options. Yeah, well, Lacazette, mm, not for me. Not for me. He's not a game changer, is he? Looking to yeah, sell him this year. I'm gonna hold on a minute. This is you six, three, three weeks ago saying, oh, let's get rid of the FA Cup because we're going for top four. So you must have rated someone in this team to, for, for, for you to believe that we, we could throw away the FA Cup to get top four. There must be some players in there that you must no, rate. That's, that's, no, 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 no. Hang on a second. That's changed. You've just flipped it now. I've no, asked no, you, no. have we got... You have, oh, you just flipped it. Have we got players... Have we got the players... For him to bring off the bench to win a game free one, as it like yesterday, for example. I don't get me wrong, mate. I totally agree with you. I want him to bring on players and 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 win to turn a game round and win it three one. But was he going to win? A, was was he going to beat Manchester City yesterday by I'm bringing on Lacazette? I'm not. Because because oh, I'm talking about yesterday's game. I'm talking about yesterday's game. And nothing happened. I'm talking about yesterday's game. Oh, well, we can all say that about that. You know what I mean? We've lost... All right, all right. Any game then. Any game. Is there any players on that bench that you would be confident that could come on and change the game in our favour? We still Dan? don't know. And, we still Dan, don't. Any, any players on that bench, <laughs> right? Know. If we, if we were 1-0 down... Don't do it. If we were 1-0 down, we down, Dan... Against, uh, uh, who was we losing to? We were losing 1-0 to, to Aston Villa and he brought on Willian. There you are. Yeah. And he's right, got so, Martinelli on the bench. Yeah, and he's got other right, people right. on the bench. That's yeah, what I'm so, saying. Okay, me, but would, let me ask. Would, 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 do you, would you have been confident in Martinelli coming on against Aston Villa and changing the game in our favour, Dan? So let me answer a couple of things. I'm going to answer that first. So I think personally, we have got players that can change the game on the bench. But this manager isn't trying them. And I think that's our biggest frustration at the moment is that we believe that Martinelli, some people have even said Balogun, that might be a bit too soon for my liking because obviously we haven't seen much of the lad. But there's another option there. Obviously, Smith-Rowe, I believe that they would do a better job than some of the players if they're not currently working. For example, if Aubameyang isn't working, then I tell you what Martinelli will give you is 110%. 
if uh, Eddie isn't working, then Balogun looks to be the better option if he's having to throw Eddie on earlier part of the season. So I would say that we have got some options on the bench and we're quite lucky at the moment in terms of our injuries that we've got a lot of players coming back from it. So I think that's our, that's my answer to the first one. Yes, but the manager isn't bringing those players on. When we say we all sat here and gave him time, um, yes, we did. I remember all of us saying he gets till the summer of 2021. But there's a but... And there is a huge but. We all thought that we would be at the very least fighting for the top six or top four, looking like, oh, we might not get top four, but top six is guaranteed. I don't think either of those are guaranteed. One of them is definitely not going to be about. So there does come a point where you think, yeah, we can back this guy and give him time, but we've given him free transfer windows. He's got quite a few players that he seems to like. And some of these players that I don't rate, that some of the other people do on here, I think they're going to be there for the long term. I don't think Granite Xhaka is going to be gone in the summer. I don't think Bellerin is going to be gone in the summer. I certainly don't think Holden will be. Maybe Lacazette. But he looks like Willian's here for three years. We're stuck with Pepe. So it's all right saying we need five or six more players. But who are they going to come in and upgrade on? Because at the moment, it looks like this manager is quite happy with some of the players in this side in terms of the long term. So I think we need to look at that as another option. And also, Craig... Thursday night, it's Europa or bust. This guy is going to get or deserves to get sacked, in my opinion, if we do not go through in the Europa League. Because in February, we're not, being we're not winning the Europa League. league then. We're not winning the Europa League. I don't think Europa we will League. either. I don't so think we will either. So, so, all right, so we get sacked then. Exactly my point. Exactly yeah. my point. And I think it's 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 time to, that we look at it and say, do you know what? We're 10th in the league. We're out of everything by February. This is if we go out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Is that acceptable? at this football club, never mind if it's a novice manager or a great manager, wherever it be, is that acceptable? I would say the answer is no. There are some fans that disagree and say, no, that is about right. That's where we're at. And we need to give the manager time to turn that around. That's fine. That's that's absolutely fine if that's what you want. I don't feel that is where we should be right now looking to say, give the manager yet another summer and give him till Christmas and then what we sack him and then he's got all of his players that he had. Let's give somebody a chance to try and save what we've got left because... We are absolutely miles away, in my opinion, from mm. get, winning the Europa League. Like I agree with you. I, and getting in the I top agree. four. What, what, what winning you... the Europa League game, right? I, 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 Go on, Lee. And sack, sack the manager. I, I think that if we was to lose to Ben Freak, I agree with you, or someone that's not good. Because let's face it, if Ben, I, I have a, a million pound with it now. If we lose to Ben Freak, they ain't winning it. But if we was to get, I don't know, Man United or, or uh, I don't know, uh, Milan and it was like a semi-final and we got knocked out by the an away goal or something like um, unbelievable. I could probably accept it. Well, look, I could go along with that. He's not going to get sacked anyway, Lee. If we, He's no, not going to get sacked anyway. To another team like I Olympia wouldn't say over. that, Dan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so sure. I wouldn't be so sure. No? Do you think, it, no. Do you think no. the board of owners would? No, I, think I, would I, I wouldn't be so sure. I don't think I don't he's think going anywhere. I, I think he's staying. I, I think he. The, the fact that they appointed him oh, in the first Harry place. Harry, agree with me. Blimey. What's going what, on? What's <laughs> happening tonight? Look, what is happening the, tonight? Just before you come in there, Harry, I want Go to on. bring you in on this one. This one comes in from um, A. Noonan. Thank you very much for your kind donation, mate. Um, and he says, what top manager will take this club forward? Uh, a top manager will not work with this board. Arteta is a puppet for the board. And just to note, unproven. I agree. Can I just... I Can agree I with that, be... and because I agree with that, I tell you why I agree. Because is that after, worse than, is, is that after, worse than West Ham's? After Wenger, surely a top manager would have come in after Wenger. If any top manager out there fancied us, 
Harry? Can I just, before, Harry, before you say that, very, very quickly, that is why here, from the start, everyone thinks I'm Arteta out, Arteta out. I'm actually pointing the fingers at the board and the owners here because they put him in charge when none of us wanted him. And that is why my fingers are pointed at the board and owners. So I think it's a great point. Sorry, Harry, go on, mate. No, it's all right. No, I, I don't think Mikel Arteta is getting sacked regardless of what happens this season, right? And whether you think that's right or wrong is another matter. But at the end of the day, when you appoint a rookie manager, when you appoint someone who's still learning, you do it knowing that it's going to take longer, right? You yeah. do it knowing that he's not going to come in and do a Carlo Ancelotti, who spent a fair amount of money at Everton, by the way. Let's not let's not avoid that. But, you know, someone like Carlo Ancelotti, as Lee said, he's got that experience. He went to Anfield the other night. He set up in a, in a way where he knew how to deal with... Um, with uh, Liverpool's strengths and he made the changes at the right time. That comes from Carlo Ancelotti being at the top of management for years and years and years, right? He's learned that experience. You can argue that Arteta's not at that level. He's absolutely not at Carlo Ancelotti's level. But the point is it's going to take some time and you have to, in you in a point in this guy, you have to accept that there will be some mistakes along the way. If we finish in a in a league position like the one we're in now, it's not acceptable. We all agree with that, right? It's, it's it's way off of where a club like Arsenal should be. Where I have some sympathy for Mikel Arteta is, I, like people say I never criticise him, and I do. You know, if people listen to me talking about certain games, when I'm analysing a game, I will pick out three or four things most weeks that I don't necessarily agree with. But the point is here is that if he's not going to be sacked, which I don't think he is, he's going to be here... What good is it, everybody jumping on his back at this point, right? With Unai Emery, and the reason I'm different with Unai Emery is because when he was appointed, we all knew that the club weren't fully in on Unai Emery. If they were, they wouldn't have given him a two-year contract. They weren't fully enthused about Emery in the first place. They hired him with a view to it being a stopgap appointment. And so when people were pissed off about him and were making noise about him, it was because we knew that the club actually didn't really want him. With Mikel Arteta, you've got to remember that Arsenal went after Mikel Arteta before they hired Unai Emery as well. So Mikel Arteta has been on the radar for a while. So in the club's eyes, he is the right man. And, and that's why the club are going to give him longer. And we as a fan base have to be, I'm not saying accepting of it, but we have to be a little bit more patient than we were with Unai Emery. Sometimes, right, when you're, you know, and, and I was saying this on a podcast earlier today, I always get the question, why were you so harsh on Unai Emery, but with Mikel Arteta, you're willing to give him more leeway? And and the answer is simple. I, I didn't like Unai Emery, not because of the results necessarily, because in his first season, we missed out on the top four by a point and we went to the Europa League final. It was because of all the other factors. I didn't like the style of play. I didn't think he managed certain situations very well. I didn't like um, uh, the lack of communication was an issue for me. Uh, there were so many things with Unai Emery. So now, if I was to just purely judge Mikel Arteta based on results... I'd be a hypocrite, wouldn't I? Because I didn't just judge Emery on results. I judged him on the bigger picture. And I'm trying to do that with Mikel Arteta now. I'm looking at a club that is going through um, a shit period that was he picked up in an absolute mess. He had a squad of overrated, overpaid players that we've started to move out. But that doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. 
we want to bring players in, but we don't necessarily have the finances right now to do it. Add to that that we're in the middle of a global pandemic and even the mighty Liverpool, who ran away with the Premier League last season, have struggled to cope with the lack of strength in depth and didn't have the money in the uh, January transfer window to go and bring in centre-backs. So they brought in centre-backs that they don't even rate because they would rather play Henderson there. You know, so you've got to look at the bigger picture. Not only is this job probably too big for him, it's a job that he's taken too early in his career, in my opinion. But we're all Arsenal fans. And if somebody came knocking on our door and said, here's the job, we'd all take it, right? Whether we thought we were the right people or not, we'd all take it. So you can't knock Mikel Arteta for that. You can knock the club if you think it was the wrong appointment. But he's here now and he ain't going anywhere for the time being. So let's try and stay behind him because the issues at this football club are much deeper than him, right? The, the problems are, are more than Mikel Arteta. Harry, can I ask you a question? And this yeah, isn't me ahead. having a dig. This is me. Yeah, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely yeah, yeah. interested in this, right? So... We talk a lot about what's going wrong with Arteta. Yeah, we do on this podcast. We always do. We're always we're quite negative when things go wrong and we're great when things are great. So what? let's try and be positive. What is there, in your opinion, right? And this isn't me trying to trick you up. This is me genuinely interested. What is it that yeah. you believe Arteta is currently doing that you are extremely pleased with that makes you think, do you know what? I think this guy's the right man. Like, what is it about him that you are happy with? What am I happy with? I'm happy with the team's defensive organisation. I think that's better than it ever has been. Um, I'm happy that somebody has come in and has been ruthless enough to to not stick with some of the players that were, were stinking the place out. You know, I was a Mesut Ozil fan. I thought he was a very good player. But if it wasn't working for the club, then I'm glad that, that Arteta was ruthless enough to say, well, it's not working. So let's, you know, I don't care what heat I get from it. I'm just going to deal with it. I like that he's weeded out some of the players with poor attitudes, the Matteo Genduzis, um, for example. I like that I can see he's a manager in the job for the long term. I like that he's young and fresh. I like that, um, you know, that he's um, done some decent recruitment. Not all of it's been great, but I think when you look at the major signings, I'm talking about the signings that Arsenal have invested big in. Gabriel, I've been pleased with. Thomas Partey. I've been pleased with. So there's a few things, and this is the point I keep making, right? Sometimes when you're judging a manager, give it the eye test as well. Yeah, give it the scratch beneath the surface a little bit and have a look at the deeper the deeper thing rather than just going, oh, we're 10th in the league. Yes, we are 10th in the league. But how, how many of those games where Arsenal have thrown away points, i.e., you know, Burnley, where we conceded a stupid goal. And then the Man City game, you know, at the weekend, even then. Mikel, you can't blame Mikel Arteta's setup for for us losing to Manchester City because it was an individual mistake that cost us. What I'm saying is it's all good looking at the results, but I think at a time like this, sometimes you need to look a little bit deeper and understand why that's happened. And then you can decide, is that on Mikel? Or is that on the individual? So I, I totally get that. And I totally agree with, with some of the things you've said. And listen, the recruitment has been better, in my opinion, uh, certainly. But what you're talking about there, a lot of that's off the pitch. What I'm seeing on the pitch, I'm not seeing currently enough 
to make me excited about watching Arsenal Football Club with what Arteta's doing. And people have said to me, you know, it's about a philosophy and a style. Now, I know that you disagree with with what I saw of Unai Emery, but what I saw when he first came in was actually a style and a way of playing. Now, I've not really seen that with Arteta, so that's my kind of question mark over it. I mean, we are better defensively, 100%. The problem is we're terrible going forward now because we're losing a lot of games 1-0. I think we've lost six games 1-0 this season. So, and that's just unlike Arsenal. But that so what is this with, identity that he's trying the, to bring to us? The identity with Arteta hasn't always been there, right? Let's, no. let's be honest. And I'll be the first to say, I think I said it earlier on on this show. I feel like at times, Mikel Arteta has overthought games. I feel like sometimes he's too fearful of opponents and he goes and gets into this defensive thing where we're very solid, but we don't offer anything going forward. The fact that we started a season with a back three and only when things got really, really bad did we change to playing, you know, the 4-2-3-1 that we're seeing now, which I think is a lot better. I think he's kind of been forced into making that change a little bit earlier than he probably would have done it himself. So I get all of that. And and I, I can only really see a clear plan since since Christmas, if you like. But the point is that what what I, what I don't get is why people like people saw us win the FA Cup and thought we're going to go and finish in the top four. It was never going to be that simple, right? This season was always going to be rebuilding. This season was always going to be about um, embedding what it is that he wants to do going forward. And I think there have been factors outside of the pitch, whether that be discontent behind the scenes, whether that be financial constraints, whether that be the pandemic, that have made the job more difficult than it was in the first place. And I think that when you're judging that, you have to take into consideration that he is a rookie and those circumstances don't help. I just I keep using the example of Jurgen Klopp, right? A manager who lost a major player, right? And then you know, a major player and he hasn't been able to to cope with that. And he hasn't been able to cope with that because the the circumstances around football right now are unhelpful. So if someone as experienced as Jurgen Klopp or, you know, we're praising Carlo Ancelotti, but his Everton side have had some absolute stinkers this season as well. It's happened to so many teams. So you've got to start looking at the broader picture. You know, Frank Lampard, who everybody was ranting and raving about, he's one of the best young English managers, spent hundreds of millions of pounds and gets sacked. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So, that's what I'm saying. We have to be, I think we have to be realistic. It's not accepting, it's being realistic. And only when you're realistic can you judge somebody fairly. That's that's my point. Do you know what, boys? That was brilliant, that little uh, that little bit between you two. Well done. Even though, it, you know, it, it was two fellas who have different, you know, different views across the pond. And uh, well done, boys. That was great. Um, Lee, I want to bring you in on this one. Um, this one comes in from AFC High. Well, we're not too high at the moment, are we? Um, <laughs> yeah, he says, how is this hard tetter's fault? Like, seriously make me laugh with everyone. And what top manager will come to Arsenal when owners won't invest um, like they do at Chelsea? Well, uh, actually, sorry. And then I'm going to bring this one in straight underneath it. How many games have we lost due to stupid personal errors last month? Villa, Wolves, City. Players are not focused. Can, Craig, can you bring out that comment from Claude, please? Yeah, of course. Where is it? Uh, one second there. No. Claude's in the chat, is he? Uh, where are we? Uh, maybe He's... Harry having one foot in the Arsenal door influences... Have you? What foot? Well, uh, that's what I'd like to know. Yeah. I'd like to know what foot I have in the Arsenal door 
and why that would influence my view on Arteta. Because I've been getting that all week, right? I've had is, that a bit of, uh, is that a bit of jealousy because of your job, I think? I've had a few people say that to me this week. Like, oh, because... Um, because of your job, you because you're a football think, reporter. That's not that's not true at all. Yeah. That's not true because at you're all. a and, because you're yeah. a football reporter. And I don't know where that's come from. If you nah, don't, don't worry about <laughs> it, mate. <laughs> don't worry about it. Shouldn't even brought it up to be honest. Anyway, Lee. Um, yeah. So uh, you know what top football? Yeah, I agree with this fellow. You know, we, we, we've had this. We've had this. We've, we've had. We've had this conversation before, haven't we? I've always said to you... People saying it, like, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, Arsenal Football Club's Arsenal Football Club. You know what I mean? Who would want to take over West Ham? Well, David Moyes did, and he's like got experience. Yeah, but can I just interrupt you there a second? Yeah, but, 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 but. Ancelotti probably would rather have gone to Everton than Arsenal because he knew he was going to get cash. Well, hold on a minute. Mikel Arteta's had cash. It's just as much as, uh, as Ancelotti... You know Is what it? I mean? He's had party. He's had Gabriel. He's been given. He's been given tools to a central defender and a midfield player. We've been dying out for for a long while. I'm sorry, I'm not having that. But, but would Ancelotti? Okay, would Ancelotti? Would, would, okay, Listen, would, 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 would Ancelotti would have been happy with Partey and Gabriel? Well, with with the players that he's got, Aston Villa, uh, uh, um, Everton, probably not because there's different players at Arsenal. You, you look at Aston Villa. They survived the league by one point. They've invested a couple of players. And look at where they are. Mm. You cannot keep defending a Mikel Arteta on the fact of that. Oh, I'm not, def- oh no, no, I'm not defending him. I'm asking you a question. Well, like, you know, they're 10th in the league. It's a question. And, and of course, other managers would come to Arsenal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, of course, they would come to the, to the, to the football club. You know, because you've got a good... There's still good players at this football club. What, what other manager in the league has got the talented young kids like we've got at this moment in time? Why wouldn't you want to come and work with them and make them better? It's, it's not all about money. You know what I mean? Like, you no. know, the Liverpool at this moment in time, right, have not had the money of Manchester City. Nowhere near it. But they challenged them for two years. The reason that, man, like, you know... You can look at Liverpool this season. They have had injury after injury after injury. Like, you know, Pep Godley was struggling, right? Struggling, yeah, because he couldn't sign a centre-half, right? Klopp lost five of them, four of them, right? All of a sudden, Arteta goes out and gets his wallet out and £50 million and they're back in business. You know, Klopp hasn't been able to do that, but Klopp has coached the team and got better players and everything like that. So, yeah... What you're telling me now, no one will want to go to Liverpool because there's no money to spend at Liverpool. Of course they would. And they'd go to Arsenal because they're big clubs. You know what I mean? Like, who would want to go to, like, like uh, if that is the case, no one would go near Newcastle, would they? But they have. There's always somebody out there that would go. The thing, is, the thing is, Lee, we, we're, we're not even, I don't know where this whole spending money has even come from in the chat because none of us have said that we need to spend 700 or 800 million personally because no, yeah. it's not all about that. I mean, Basuma isn't going to cost 90 million, is he? Do you know what I mean? And he'd improve our side. Liverpool did it, you know, by going and buying Robertson and Firmino from Hoffenheim and they went to Southampton and Arsenal and got Oxlade Chamberlain. They didn't spend a lot of money apart from on Van Dijk and uh, Allison. And that was at the last later stage when they got their pretty much their team and they just needed those two positions. So we're not sp- talking about spending 250 million. We're never going to get that given that money. It's not even about, and it's not even about pointing fingers at the board and the owners for not giving us money because we have had money. We spent a lot of money 
But look at what we've spent it on. That's poorly. The problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad, bad recruitment. Recruitment so, has been awful. Absolutely awful. So let's hope well, that improves. I, I do think that if a new manager come in, I'm not saying that he's going to be guaranteed uh, a £200 million war chest. But what I do think that he's going to get is, is some sort of backup. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure Arteta at this stage in the summer will get a little bit more money. I, I, I do believe. But I don't think... We're not saying that, that you're... A, Listen, I look at Aston Villa, right? They've invested a little bit. Look how they've improved. I've, I've seen... That it's remarkable, the improvement of Aston Villa. Aston Villa have gone from one point away from relegation to challenging for the Europa League, right? You look at um, uh, Everton. Have, have gone. They were below us last season, challenging for, for top four this season. You know what I mean? Like, But we've not been able to challenge... We've... We, we've one point, yeah, one, one point I will make from that though, Lee, is that they one one point just to play devil's advocate there is you're saying last season. Now look at them this season. So is there a chance then that next season we could find ourselves with that great improvement? Uh, we can do, and, and let's hope that we do. But I don't think we're going to get it if Mikel Mikel Arteta and the players, as all the players as well, mm. keep making the same mistakes. You know, it's all right. Everybody turning around and saying, right, Rob Holding, for instance, yeah, has made two mistakes in two games that's caused that. Let's say if he carries on doing that to the end of the season. There's fans. Are we going to turn around and go, oh, that's all right. That's all right, Rob. You carry on till next season. You know what I mean? But it's all right for the manager to keep making the same mistake, the same mistake, and, and, and it's all right for him. You know, there's accountability somewhere along the line, and there's accountability for players, and there's accountability for our manager. I agree. Harry makes... Listen, I'll tell you what, Harry is a very, very you know, he, 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 when he when he makes an argument, whether I agree with him or not, he backs it up with some things and I think, yeah, you know, you are right. Always makes a good case. You'd be a bloody lawyer, let alone a journalist. <laughs> but like, what I'm saying is he, he does do that and does it well, right? And I, I, I'm i there and I'm agreeing him, but he's got to see it from the other point as well. That, like, you know, you cannot keep going, winning what, two games and then thinking like, oh, that's like, everything's great and it builds your hope up. And then go and lose another couple of games, and then draw a game. Then you play really well, and then you lose a game again. And then you blame the referee. And you blame that somewhere on the along the line. You've got to start getting it right. And and I'll tell you what, there's no pressure on him now to get it at this moment in time. There ain't that much pressure on him to get it right. Get it right. You know, if you're challenging for the top four next season, you can't afford to make mistakes. And so make them now, fair enough. But get them right as well. You know what I mean? Get the team selection right. Get the right players in there. Get Martinelli so that next season he's ready to go. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this one comes in for you, Harry. Uh, defensively, uh, Cliff agrees with you. Thank you very much, Cliff, for your kind donation. He agrees with you, Harry. Um, but he, he, he thinks that a different, more experienced gaffer would have us higher in the table. Um, and he doesn't even think that's a debate. Uh, there was another one there somewhere. I hate this now. They're moving so... They, they, it, the chat moves so quick. Um, what was that? The one I missed. No, here we go. Um, thank you again, AFC Hyatt. What if another manager comes in and does poorly? Uh, are, you, are, are, are we going to sack him as well? No, we're keeping him on until we get relegated. Of course you're going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know what I mean? If you can't... Because... He's no good. What are you going to say? Oh, we can't give it. You know what I mean? Like, the end of the, you, you, football's ruthless. It's a ruthless game. 
if you don't do the business, if you, if, if I'm a it's a results not, business. If you're if you're if I'm a thirty million pound striker, right, and I sign for Arsenal and I don't score for 10, 15 games, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be dropped for somebody else. It's the football is like that, you know what I mean? Like, and another one comes along, it's like a train. I'm sure you've got it's, to be ruthless. It's like I said. It's like I said, well, though, Craig. Like, no, if you're Arsenal, you'd be all right. You'd be all right if you're Arsenal. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's about with Arteta, with Arteta going. The only reason that I would like him replaced um, is if we can get somebody in that's going to do, in my opinion, a better job because they've got experience. If we were going to go and get Thierry Henry or Patrick Vieira, Tony Adams or someone like that, I'd say, well, we might as well just keep this boss because mm. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do any better. They haven't got anything on the table to show me they're going to. But there are two individuals out there at the moment that have got proven experience in winning, and that's Rafa Benitez and Allegri, and they're both currently available, I think, still. I would say they would be two good options that would be able to take us forward because they've proved that they can do it in, well, one of them's proved they can do it in the Premier League and they both proved they can do it in Europe. So that's what I'm looking at there is in, in terms of bringing somebody else in um, and getting a different manager. And listen, if I'll be exactly the same, if Allegri or Benitez comes in and we're 10th in the league and out of all the cups in next February, I'm going to be calling for their heads as well. It's not this we all hate Arteta, it's just the current situation we're in, I think needs to be improved. How about this point though? How about looking at it from this way? If you are one of these top, top managers and you're looking at the Arsenal job and you're saying to yourself, I wouldn't mind that job. I would take that job, but it is a huge rebuild. It is a huge rebuild. So you're Max Allegri. You're sitting in your home in Italy, enjoying the sun and you're looking at the Arsenal job and you're going, I like the thought of that, but it's a really, really big rebuild. And then you're watching Mikel Arteta get sacked, having not even had a full season in charge of the club. Does acting like that attract managers? I would not sit there now and say that Arsenal is a huge rebuild because I actually think some of the players we've got are good enough. I just don't like the way this manager is dealing with the situation and how we're trying to get him to play because I would say there's five or six positions that we can upgrade on in the first 11, 100%. But I still don't sit there and think that this team is absolutely but huge mate, five rebuild. Or five or six is more Six is more than one window. That's one window, though, isn't it, Harry? If you look at some of the others, yeah, if you've got a lot of money, it's one window. It's not about spending money, though, is it? He's had a massive, he's had a massive, like bad run at the beginning of Christmas, and was wasn't sacked. You can't so like any manager coming in is going to say, well, look, you know, you give Mikel Arteta, and and quite, you know, as much as I felt he should have been sacked, you have to admire the ball for keeping with him. And he's had he's had an he's he's had a lot this a lot better time than say someone like uh, Lampard, you know what I mean? But but also you have to say is that someone like David Moyes and I will bring it up has had the same amount of time at West Ham as we've had at Ar- is at Arsenal, and you can see an improvement at West Ham. I do think eventually like Arsenal will overtake West Ham because of the, what the club's the way it is. But at this moment in time, I think he's he's had a fair shot at it to improve. Well, you know he's had over a year now. Harry and, and, and nothing's improved. So yeah. some, somewhere along the line, he's got to start improving. Surely you've got to. to, to, to... I can. I completely agree. I, as I've said time and time again, our league position is not acceptable. If we don't go far in the Europa League, and I agree with what you said earlier on, Judge. If we got knocked out in the semi-final by a better team, then you, you could live with that. I can't live with getting knocked out in a round of thirty-two by yeah. the worst Benfica side in twenty years. So. I, I completely agree with you on that. And I agree with you that it needs to improve. I'm I'm just kind of, I look at it and I do think that whilst we're talking about him having a year in charge, it's a year that has been 
there's been a three month gap in that because of the the coronavirus. There's also been yeah, that's a good point. There's also been a lack of a pre proper pre season. You know where Mikel Arteta didn't have a pre season when he first took over the club because he took over in December, so he'd have had a proper pre-season in the summer. But because of the way things worked out, we ended one season, we had a couple of weeks off and we had to start another one. So that's what I'm... When I say that he hasn't had a full season, that's what I mean. He hasn't had a chance to spend the summer not only on on transfers and and looking at the players he wants and identifying what he needs to do, but in terms of with his team on the training ground. He's had... Very often, there have been turnarounds of two or three days between games. So if you're trying to fix something or change your tactical approach from one game to the next, how much time do you actually have to do that? You don't have a lot. So... These issues, and people are saying it in the chat, you know, it's for everyone. Absolutely, it is for everyone. But not everybody is in their first job. Not everybody is um, in the first, you know, in their first sort of stint at a club. Some some of these managers that you're comparing him to have been at these clubs for two or three seasons and have had time to embed stuff. So that's all I'm saying. It's just, I totally agree. It's not good enough where we are, right? It's There's no getting around that. But all I'm saying is that sack. I I think sacking him now means starting all over again, and I think that we're f- further into the process now. I know people hate me using that word, but we we've gone a certain way with him. So I would give him this season, see what happens at the start of next season. Believe me, if eight to ten games into next season we are not seeing anything, and Arsenal look just as bad, just as hopeless, just as inconsistent, I'll be the first one to say that. It's not really working out and we need to make a change. I just don't think that now's the right exactly. time yeah. for, to be doing it. That's all. He's under pressure from, you know, he, he's under pressure from game one. <laughs> That's big time. Uh, if he's still here um, at the start of next season, like Lee said a couple of weeks ago, game one, he is under massive pressure. Uh, pressure that, that, that he would have never faced before. We're going to leave it there this evening. Uh, thank you very much to you all for uh, staying with us. I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. It's been a it's been a really good one tonight. Some fantastic points from everyone. Mm. Um, thank you for all, uh, nearly six hundred of you watching this live tonight. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you f- uh, for all the very very generous super chats um, that were sent in. Uh, really really much appreciated. Dan, thanks very much as always, mate. Great to see you guys again. Great to chat. It was a good debate tonight. Enjoyed it. Thanks to everyone in the chat as well. And thanks to you, Craig. Loved it, mate. No, thank you very much, mate. Absolutely. Don't need to thank me. Uh, my thanks goes to you three, mate. Uh, I'll just sit here and listen. Harry, thank you very much. Uh, are you doing a podcast later on? No, no. I've done two today, so I'm going to go chill and, and watch some Have TV. another I beer. Might, have another I might beer, watch mate. Brighton Palace. I might watch have, Brighton Palace. Have another beer. Have another beer. Exactly. Judges! Too. I enjoyed that. Good conversation. Like, you know, Good, um, let's, let's hope that uh, we can turn it around and start seeing some improvement. You know what I mean? That's, I think uh, that's what we want. We want to see it. I'm just probably mm. a little bit frustrated that we're not seeing it uh, quickly enough. But um, let's just look. Uh, fingers crossed. Look, Arsenal need to win Thursday. That's the biggest thing, like, you know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, and I'll be no one more happy than me if we win on Thursday. At the end, look, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're sitting on. Doesn't matter whether you're dumb and dumber. Doesn't matter whether you're dirty grandpa. Doesn't matter. You know, we we all want the same thing, um, and that's and that's for Arsenal to be winning football matches. It's just how how do Arsenal start winning football matches? Um, is what we talk about, and and what we're going to try and work out as fans. But hopefully, the man in charge um, will will get it right somehow. 
quickly before the end of the season. Hopefully. <laughs> Thanks very much for everyone. Well, that's all that matters. That's all that yeah, matters. It's all about Thursday is where it's at. Exactly. Yeah. Let's hope we win Thursday um, and, and we march on to the next round. Um, and look, let's hope we win it. Strange, like, like the fella said in the chat earlier, stranger things have happened, didn't they? Uh, no one expected us to win the FA Cup last year and we did. Well, so, you know. On that point quickly, the FA Cup was harder to win last season than you right believe. You know what I mean? Chil- Manchester City in the semi final, Chelsea in the final. Like, you know, Good point, uh, mate. Great point. Yeah. So, the stranger. Come on, you guys. Until we see you next week, take care of yourselves and each other. Up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.